Welcome to a special parent series, an offshoot of the Success is Subjective podcast, still brought to you by the collegealternative.org website, presented by Lilly Consulting, and I'm still your host, Joanna Lilly. As with the evolution of any podcast, I was hearing from more and more parents about how they wish that they could share their story, how they'd wish that they'd known others were going through similar experiences, how they'd wish they'd known it was okay for their child to get help earlier, or how they'd wish they'd even known that therapeutic consultants existed. That's how this special series came to be. Each month, I'll be releasing anonymous parent interviews as they briefly share their emotions, talk through their biggest fears, and impart a piece of advice for other parents out there that may have a struggling adolescent or young adult. This special series feels liberating and instills hope. Without even broaching the topic of success, we are inherently talking about the shifts in what success looks like through the eyes of a parent whose child is struggling with their mental health or substance use. It almost doesn't need to be said, but of course I'm going to say it anyways. Success for each of these parents and their child is subjective. Episode 165 is Christina, a parent from the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area whose son had unsuccessfully coped with his ADHD, depression, and anxiety through college by self-medicating with alcohol. After two attempts at college, he returned home to reassess his situation. At home, his dependency on alcohol increased and his ability to function in life was in a downward spiral. It was apparent that he needed a higher level of care than he was receiving at home. His treatment journey, which is still ongoing, started with a wilderness therapy program and led him to a year-long sober living dual diagnosis program. What you will hear in this interview is the roller coaster of emotions felt, a list of supportive resources utilized, and some very solid advice for parents of other young adults. We hope you find this anonymous interview to be real and helpful. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm just going to dive right in. So I'm going to ask you, you know, to share with us describing the feelings that you had when your young adult was struggling or when they made a decision that impacted you. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I would have to say that my biggest emotion was fear. Um, early on, it was fear that my son was making decisions that would permanently affect his future. Later, it turned to like fear of the unknown, not sure of what we were dealing with, and fear of the severity of the situation. Most recently, it was fear of taking the next steps to push him into treatment and fear of like not making the right treatment decisions. Um, along with the fear, I would have to say that I also felt a lot of confusion. I was confused by my son's behavior and how it didn't align with the person that I thought I knew. Um, my son is a fantastic masker, which kept us from seeing the real depths of his pain. I knew what I was seeing, but he continued to lie and hide what was really going on. It got to the point that his behavior felt intentional and gaslighting. I was questioning reality and like believed that I was catastrophizing the situation and that possibly it wasn't really that bad, which conflicted with what I knew I was seeing. Um, I also felt alone, like with my worry for him. It's not an easy topic to share with outsiders or even family members. 
we didn't understand what was going on yet. So it would be hard to share with others. Plus, like, I mean, you would know this, Joanna, like dealing with a young adult, it always felt like it was his story to tell and discuss, which is what makes it so difficult to have a supportive community as a parent of a young adult. Absolutely. That's a wide range of emotions and rightly so. So, I mean, you kind of hinted to this being the first thing that you talked about being fear. So, you know, as you were kind of going through this, what was your biggest fear during that time? Well, I mean, I would have to say that the obvious big fear was his behavior was going to lead to death. But it was really scary to be totally unable to help and not be in control of the situation. He was challenged with communicating with us. It didn't come easy for him. So there were so many unknowns. My mind would bounce from thinking he was so depressed that he would end his own life purposely to thinking that maybe possibly he had it under control and he just wasn't sharing. Um, he was involved in therapy, but he was not fully engaged or being totally honest with his therapist because of his age and the fact that he did not sign the release for his therapist to speak to us. I felt like I had no voice. I felt like I couldn't yell loudly enough and like that no one was listening. <sighs> that is, that's hard to handle. So, you know, hearing that kind of on the heels of that, you know, as a parent, who did you then lean on for support while your son was struggling? It wasn't really a who, because I kind of kept it to myself. But I like um, went into research mode. I listened to every podcast available. I read everything online. I joined every Facebook group with a severity of issues, um, just trying to see if there was someone out there that had similar issues and how they were handling it. I collected resources that I would file for future use, like say, telling myself, well, if things get that bad, I've got this. I kind of felt like I was in my own little world of worry. I had kept my crazy research habits from my husband and from others. <laughs> I didn't think that anybody else would understand, even if I was able to communicate clearly what was going on. My husband used to feel that our son would eventually figure it out, and he wasn't sure that all my worry and anxiety was going to make a difference. As things got worse, we agreed that we needed to take some drastic steps on our son's behalf. I think that my husband appreciated my collection of resources. And <laughs> one of my best resources is you. Um, I listened to you speak on a young adult webinar and immediately felt that you would be able to help us and saved your name. Um, <laughs> since my son has been in treatment, we have taken advantage of all the supports provided um, through the programs. You know, we attend all the family group therapies, the family sessions. Um, we kind of have a busy schedule, but that's it. 
there's a lot to be added to your plate for the parents that, you know, may be newly going through this, that it is certainly a, a large undertaking for the entire family. So it sounds like you're taking good advantage of that. But, you know, in addition to kind of what you talked about, which I think a lot of parents do, right? Like researching, starting to do your own research and then kind of earmarking things that you might have to come back to or, or kind of stockpiling these resources. What advice would you give to a parent right now that's kind of going through a similar process that you went through? Well, my advice mostly is like something I learned over and over and over again, and is to trust my own instincts. If you feel that it's bad, it probably is. If you feel something's not working, it probably isn't. Like my instincts have been my only consistently reliable resource for me. And the difficulty for me is recognizing the instinct and acting on it, um, especially when you know that what needs to be done is going to be really difficult. Um, that's kind of like the accepting reality part of it. Um, there were so many opportunities throughout the process that could have led to different results, but I allowed myself to be swayed by like a moment of brightness or like maybe a good intention professional. Um, but to trust your instincts in all areas of the process, steps that need to be taken, people who are offering solutions and professionals that you choose to hire. Like I learned that I'm wiser than I give myself credit for. And just a very small piece of practical advice would be, since we're dealing with young adults, just confirm your dates with treatment with the young adult and make sure he's available and ready to go. <laughs> That's extremely uh, <laughs> beneficial advice. So I appreciate you sharing that. And thank you again for feeling comfortable coming on the podcast and sharing just a brief snapshot of your journey and imparting some pretty profound advice for other parents that are going through this right now. Thank you for having me. That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. I want to thank the parents for joining me on this week and for being willing to share their journey. It's raw, vulnerable, and takes some serious courage to be willing to put their voice out there into the podcast universe. Stay tuned for the next episode in this special parent series where you can bet it'll be another family sharing their personal story of adversity, acceptance, and peace. You might have noticed that there's no contact information in the show notes for this special parent series, but if you're interested in getting connected to the parent on a particular podcast episode, please email me, Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A, at successissubjective.org. If you are a parent who's interested in being a guest on the podcast, also email me at joanna at successissubjective.org. I will be remiss if I didn't tell you to check out the collegealternative.org and lilyconsulting.com websites for additional resources outside of podcasting. If you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review. You can also download to listen to the Success is Subjective podcast on any other popular podcast apps such as Amazon, Audible, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And last but not least... 
Success is Subjective is listener-supported, made possible by me and you. You can show support for the continuation of this podcast by donating on the successissubjective.org website. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it. teenager or young adult who seems to have lost their way? Maybe they need help navigating adolescence, adulthood, and decisions surrounding higher education. Or maybe they have become withdrawn, their grades are slipping, or they are flat out living a reckless lifestyle, and you're concerned about their health and well-being. If this describes what your teen or young adult is facing, a therapeutic consultant may be able to help. Mental health, addiction recovery, and higher education can all be equally expensive. While information is everywhere, how do you know what option is the best one for your family? Some parents have the time to research and navigate this on their own. Some don't. If the latter applies to you, enter Therapeutic Consultants. Therapeutic Consultants, like Joanna, listen to your family's specific needs and advocate on behalf of your loved one. TCs will research therapeutic resources, recommend treatment programs, and assist during adulthood transitions. Not being affiliated with any program, their support is completely objective and catered toward the best interest of each unique family. To find a qualified therapeutic consultant to work with, check out TCA, also known as the Therapeutic Consulting Association. Their website is therapeuticconsulting.org, all one word. Again, that's therapeuticconsulting.org. Then click the Find a Pro tab up at the top.